Hey everyone, I'm Meryl. I'm John. And welcome to Not Too Specific, uh, the show where we talk about things. Sure do. What do you... So, today you want to talk about games of service with me? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about GSRs. Nope. Nope. G-A-S. Gas. Yeah. They are pretty gas. I was thinking of quick service restaurants. QSRs. But we're not going to talk about those. There's There's several podcasts that talk about QSRs. There's a few games that I would say that I'm pretty big fans of that I would qualify as games of service. And it's such a weird term that's like a carryover from like software as services like your microsoft offices or your adobes and stuff like that but yeah things you'd pay like a lot like a reoccurring like license fee for or something like that right 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 but when it comes into like the gaming model i just think you know anything that has a battle pass i would qualify almost as a games as service but even more so of the living games and the games that change over time. A game that if you played it on day one and then you check it out two years later, it is different. Like, the base game itself might not be different, but like what you're actually doing mission structure-wise, gun structure-wise, is different. <clears throat> shucks man uh in some cases the base game itself might not even be there anymore dang so like that's maybe a segue into like my number one games of service that i play the most destiny 2 where they had a uh you know time a more recently, they content vaulted things. So the original campaign of Destiny 2 is no longer in Destiny 2. Oh, so I couldn't, like, pick up Destiny 2 right now and... If you bought Destiny 2 at this point, I don't actually know the beginning campaign missions that they would run you through as a character. Uh, I do know that they added, like, there's a new NPC that is for what we would call a new light. Uh, You have your new light campaign and everything like that. I'm not sure what that really entails, because the characters I made were made during the old content. So So that's a thing that throws me off a little. Like, you play a few games as service games and i don't really play any depending depending on what you define as a game of service i guess right Um, you made a like you asked would no man's sky qualify and i would generally say yes and they are one of the few games of service that exists that i'm aware of that exists in a like free way 
Yeah, where it's just you you pay well not necessarily freeway, it's like you pay for the base game and all of the all of the the updated content is available to you for free. Correct. Right. Whereas but is there any microtransactions in that game? Um no. No, the only like there are certain cosmetics and stuff uh that you need special currency to acquire. But the but way you acquire that currency is doing is um, special. Actions. Yeah, it's through uh, specifically. It's through what they call um, community missions. So there's this community hub where you can see other players and and hang out in No Man's Sky, and you can do missions there. And there's certain missions that you can do that will um, go to like the overall community progression. Uh, and if you do those, it adds to the percentage of, like, whatever the the goal is that week. And then you get a specific uh, currency reward from it that you only get from doing those community rewards. And you can use that to unlock um, cosmetic items for your character, like a, like a rainbow jetpack or different um, heads or in different armor pieces or, like, uh, pieces for your bases as well, like different... Um, uh, like statues and, and little stuff like that. So that's um, interesting because I would say there's three tiers to like games of service and their monetization and everything like that. But if you qualify No Man's Sky as a games of service, then I would say that that adds like a fourth tier of the like, well, I, it's not completely free. You are paying for the base game. But paying for the base game and everything after that, you will have no monetization aspects. And that is a very here's cool a, here... thing for such a small studio to do for their game. That does take a lot of effort. Here's another game that I think kind of is closer to the games of service uh, model, but still kind of not there, is uh, Dead Cells. Because that one also has... Um, ongoing content that keeps uh they keep adding on uh i think they they as recently as like a month or two ago added some more uh added like a new level to it or something that's interesting i think of that but, more oh yeah but they also have a game oh. that has you know updates and patches and things like that whereas yeah. generally with games as service i think of those always having some sort of multiplayer aspect to them. Okay. For me, personally, I mean, I don't know if that would fall under the No, that, that makes more that makes more sense, because, like, what I'm describing with Dead Cells feels more like, um, like what indie games do when they're in early access, where exactly, it's just like... Exactly, yeah, oh. you know, content as far as, you know, patches, updates, you know expansional content because some of this stuff with dead cells you do still pay for the expansions yeah yeah they still i think at least uh, i yeah, can like access two... some of the stuff on the version of dead cells that i play through game pass yeah i think there's like two or three um dlcs that they have out now that are like right i think like ranging between like two to five bucks each which is also nice that they're not like 
unreasonable. They're not like, okay, here's another fucking, give us another fucking $20 for three levels or whatever. Right, right, right. See, when I'm thinking of my tiers of games and services, I think of, like, the bottom tier being a game like Apex Legends. It's completely free to play. You don't have to put a single dollar into Apex Legends to have anything that anybody else like like any advantage wise kind the, of thing is the, well, the only, only thing, thing you have to invest in that is your time the only thing that you have well the only thing that you have to invest in apex is your time so that you can unlock some of the characters like when you start your apex legends account you will have only like the beginning eight characters and you're gonna have to grind out the legends points or whatever but if you're a player like I have that had been playing all the seasons and, you know, you were earning legend points before you could spend them on new characters, then I have enough banked up to where the next eight care I could not play any Apex like I have been. And I'll still be able to buy the next eight characters because I have enough legend points banked out. The only thing you're going to buy in Apex Legends is cosmetical items. There's some hot looking shit. Don't get me wrong. I have dropped money on that. Oh yeah, because there's hot looking shit. I've seen a couple videos of just like uh, I I was just watching a video yesterday from I think Gamespot where it's a um, guy who works at the Royal British Armory. Um, was reviewing uh, Apex guns. And, like, uh, what was... Oh, the thing that really stood out to me was uh, the Mozambique. Mozambique. He was just like, oh, that's that's a weird cartridge it has there. It shoots six shots, but the cartridge seems to only hold three. Yeah. It's because it used to only be a three-shot. Oh, that makes uh, that makes a lot more sense. Dude, gets, uh, I actually uh, that gun became a lot more viable. It's one of it. Uh, it used to be a goddamn <laughs> joke weapon. It it literally was a joke weapon um, for a while, but uh, it's didn't a character um, last season. Like, I would say it was my favorite shotgun to use because I just fell out <laughs> of being able to use the peacekeeper and stuff. But and didn't never liked the uh, didn't a character used to unequip the Mozambique by fucking like throwing it to the ground? Uh, or was that I, just like a meme? That might have been like a meme or something like that. Okay. But speaking of video game memes, did you? Uh, this is a complete different segue, or uh, complete? Uh, yeah, you know, sequitur. Uh, but did you ever see that video of the guy who modded um the needler in Halo to shoot hot dogs instead? <laughs> No, but I can imagine it in my mind's eye, and it's uh. And something. it uh, he shoots it on he shoots it on a grill, and it goes through all the uh, it goes double grill, triple grill, grill tacular. It goes through all the uh the different multi kill uh things you get in the Halo uh Halo Online. But we're not talking about Halo Online right now. That's delightful. But, so yeah, you've got your Apex Legends where you don't have to pay a single dollar to experience that game. All you have to do is 
own a console that it's compatible with, you know. Do you have to pay money, exclusively pay money to get the cosmetics, or can you unlock cosmetics through gameplay as well? Yes. So, there's certain cosmetical items that sometimes pop up during special events that you need to pay money to acquire. Um... There's other cosmetical items that you earn through the loot boxes that you uh, get simply from playing the game. And then you can also buy those fucking Apex packs fucking outright or cash, right? So Cash money. Cosmetical items, no payment on the ground, you know, ground floor. All you have to do is play the game. But then you have, like, another game like Sea of Thieves, where, okay, Apex also has their Battle Pass, which you pay on that every three months or whatever. When a new one comes out, it's like 15, 20 bucks, something like that. You'll get a bunch of cosmetic items for that season and stuff. Usually, if you buy that, it'll give you a month, enough of the pre uh, currency, the premium currency, to where you can roll it over. So sometimes, that initial $20 you spend on the first season, as long as you max out your season every time, you're rolling it over, rolling it over, rolling it over. You'll get a bunch of cool cosmetic items for your $20 so, investment the one time. So it's, it's essentially, can you use... Uh, what you can you uh, like use the pre the rollover to pay for the next battle pass? Yes. Okay. Okay. I, okay. That that's a that's a pretty clever that's a pretty clever hook. Right. 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 We're, it it is incentivizing you to play more of their game so that next season you will have earned enough to where you don't have to pay them, but they have your playtime as value. Yeah, it's 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 just like yes, your <laughs> and your money will go further the less you value season, your time. You'll have earned premium currency and want to drop that premium currency on a special event that comes across during that season. Get one of those special loot boxes with the, you know, the paid for cosmetic items. Oh, now you don't have enough cur- premium currency your next season because you used it in that uh special event so if you want to get the battle pass you know you're five bucks short might as well drop another 10 bucks in so that you have a little extra change it's that little dirty cycle that way yeah it's it's a thing where it's like how um microsoft points used to or it was one of the it was that it was microsoft points instead of dollars 200 left over and you can never spend that 200 so you're going to add more in and things of that nature definitely exist right it's that psychological bullshit marketing 101 but then you have a game like sea of thieves which that launched on game pass the like the premiere of game pass like sea of thieves was one of their big title things so you could. I think that's a big thing that Game Pass has going for it is day one releases. Sure, right, right, right. But this was also the day one of Game Pass. Okay. 
Oh, um, so the introduction of Game Pass was also the introduction of Sea of Thieves. Correct, correct. And I will say, when Sea of Thieves first came out, it was fun Barren. for me, but not the same experience it is today. It, it was definitely a much slogier gl- grind, you know? Um, but the progression systems they beautiful have added, seas. Oh my god, the the sailing around in that game has always been fantastic and continues to just get better and better. But the updates they have made for the progression system in that game really make it to, like, now it is always the best time to get back into Sea of Thieves. Like, you should always, like, want to start playing Sea of Thieves again because it is... You go into it, and it's like, oh, they added this new thing. Oh, this is so much more convenient. Oh, I can do this now? This is better. This is cool. This is, They are constantly taking feedback and improving the game in a good way. And that's where I see a games as service as, like, a living game that is going to improve and have those good things. And Sea of Thieves eventually got to the point where they started adding paid-for additions that don't improve your gameplay at all but you know you have different paid for cosmetic items and things like that you know that are tie-ins with different games or different things this or that way which and then sea of thieves now i believe also has a battle pass system as well which makes complete sense for the way they have been updating the game and supporting it and adding their content and their quest lines and their missions. But the thing that feels dirty about it in Sea of Thieves is, you know, a lot of these things that you do in Sea of Thieves you can only do for cosmetic items to begin with. Like, the jacket I wear, I got... The only reason I could buy that jacket is because I defeated the Fort of the Damned 20 times or something like that. It's harder to justify paid cosmetics when the legacy of the game has been that cosmetics are something that you earn by doing shit. Yeah, it's it's like you don't... You don't you, un- you don't necessarily unlock like a faster with, ship. You could argue that fact exists with Apex as well then, right? You know, because the only thing you're ever unlocking in Apex is cosmetics and whatnot. But but for you're some also not feels you don't have to, to pay to get Thieves. into like Sea of Thieves, you do have to pay some initial cost whether it is the cost of the game or the cost of your uh uh game, game pass, pass subscription. Uh, subscription. That's correct. Yeah. You do have to pay to get your foot in the door in in some yeah. facet. That's that's true. So that's that, the trick that Game Pass that's why that, that Game Pass plays. But yeah, but, Game Pass makes you feel like uh, it's just like oh, I've got access to all these games for free, and it's like no, you you've got them access to them for the fucking price you're paying for your monthly subscription. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but then you have a game like Destiny Two. Which density is is my like is my heroin right like <laughs> and I have relapsed. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, 
Destiny 2, I will say, has the dirtiest of the monetization aspects. When the Eververse store was first introduced into Destiny, um, ever since then, players have rightfully been upset about things that get added into there and stuff like that. What? What is that? What is the Eververse? The Eververse store, store is the premium currency marketplace for uh, all all of the things that you can get for premium currency in Destiny. Things that you can get for premium currency in Destiny range from um, armor or ornaments for your different uh, characters. So that's things that will change the way your armor looks. So you can have a specific gear that is a good piece of gear, but you can put this ornament on it that makes it look different so that you can have, like, your whole, your fashion is on point, right? <clears throat> uh, they just uh, they just added something like that to Cyberpunk, which is very funny because you spend most of that game in first person, not <laughs> You also, you spend most of your game in first person in Destiny as well. You have yeah. uh, weapon ornaments, but, but, which do the same thing but, for your weapons, so that you in Destiny other people see you too. That's true. That's true. You do yeah, Cyberpunk is a is you. is a wholly single player. So um, it used to be you'd see your character if they like were freaking the fuck out while you were driving and they t posed through the through the car naked. They do also have, uh, you know, your cool emotes that you do when you're in social spaces with other players. They have those for premium currencies. Uh, your can ghost, you do? They have cool can you ghost do Fortnite dances? Uh, yeah, you can do all the fucking dances, my guy. They have so many dances. They have Destiny skins in Fortnite, and they have Fortnite skins in Destiny. Um, that's sweet. Isn't that neat? That's nice. I like when games uh, game play nice with each other. Are like ni- are nice to each other. Yeah. It was like a thing to promote Destiny being added to the Epic Game Store. Okay. So like it was a cool little cross promotion thing they did, but uh, I'm actually waiting for the war. Uh, there's a class in Destiny that's the Warlock and the armor uh ornaments that they have for him are the kitsune uh skin from fortnite and uh i'm waiting for those to be sold with bright dust which is similar to premium currency but you earn it from playing the game and there are things in the premium currency store that are sometimes sold for bright dust and I want to get the Kitsune mask without spending actual Which dollars. Which Fortnite on it. character is that? Is that the fish guy? It's the fox, like the fox, fox mask, you know. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Every time I look at Fortnite, it seems like a um, a different game. Yeah, absolutely the same. Uh, my favorite original Fortnite character is uh, Peely. Is that the banana guy? You fucking know it's the banana guy. Uh, I had a feeling his name's Peely. It's probably a banana. Uh, if I had any Peely skin in Fortnite, I might actually play the game. 
but I do not, so I do not. Uh, the first time I played Fortnite, they hadn't figured out that they need to put new players in a mostly bot-filled lobbies. Uh, and I just got my fucking shit pushed in so hard. By bots? So fast. No, no, this is before they put uh, noobs in bot bot lobbies. Oh, you said they did that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That happened to me as well, but I, uh, I like BRs so that I, I, I know that's a thing and I know how to get around that. Well, it was just so fucking disheartening, just like, okay, I shot someone, and then they just immediately exploded into a fucking house. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like uh, 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 the building component of it was just like, Jesus Christ, how do you build stuff so fucking quick in this? See, you came into it after mm. people knew how to build as well. I yep. I tried it out early enough to where people didn't know how to build quite yet, and it was just people were getting one over on me because they knew how to pick up loot faster than I did. Then I played the game then for a couple were... weeks, and then people learned how to build, and I stopped playing it. Yeah, and you were playing, um, what was it, Player Unknown Battleground? PUBG. Yeah, I played PUBG. PUBG. People still playing that? I assume, yeah, people still play Counter-Strike, my guy. People still play a lot of dead games. Just like people Destiny still play 2. Fucking... Destiny 2 is a dead game, did you know? It's a dead game with over a million people players People still play Team Fortress 2. That's <laughs> true. Dude, it's crazy that people still play Team Fortress 2, Is honestly. But, but yeah, so, like, Destiny is dirty with its monetizations, not only because of the Eververse store existing, but, well, mainly because the Eververse store exists. But you also have, you know, Destiny updates this game, but... They are paid expansions. So you're paying for the base game of Destiny. You're also going to be paying for expansions. Also, Well, I thought the base game be... of Destiny 2 was uh, free at this point. Maybe the base game of Destiny 2 is free, but... Yeah, I think the base game is free, but you've got to pay costs... for all the DLCs. Expansional content costs as much as a full title game, right? Yeah. So depending on which DLCs are free, if you have to buy two of the DLCs to have accent, access to all the content, you know, if you're looking at two $60 purchases, maybe they're discounted, you know, whatever. But not only buy are you paying pack. every time a new season comes out, you're going to be, or not only every time a new expansion comes out, you're going to be paying $60 for that expansion you're also going to be paying for whatever seasonal is coming out, seasonal content coming out. Because every expansion has four three-month seasons that coincide with it. Now, best way to do this, buy the $100 version of the expansion that includes all four seasons with it. That way you're getting each yeah. season for 10 bucks. Otherwise, when the seasons roll around, I don't know how much it costs. Probably like fifteen bucks or something. Probably more. I assume. I hope I'm getting probably a like discount. fifteen twenty. Right, but when you buy all that, when you're when you are purchasing that stuff, they are giving you plenty, right? They are giving you they they have their paid for line on their seasonal battle pass thing that you're getting 
extra upgrade rewards, you're getting extra pieces of armor, you're getting extra exotic engrams, all these extra things to help you along on your journey of, you know, being a better guardian and whatnot. But the bill on Destiny adds up. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at all these games of services and all their different monetization aspects and everything of that kind of nature, you have to ask yourself, what is the dollar amount for my entertainment value expectation? So when you're looking at a video game, what is three dollars an hour to you you know it's like yeah i paid fifteen dollars for this game i only played it for five hours that you know that kind of that kind of doesn't seem like the best deal right like for me to play buy a fifteen dollar game like and that's because game pass exists now I spend fifteen dollars yeah. a month, and I get to try, you know, at least three different games that were added. Some of which I find entertaining, and I play for upwards of ten to twenty hours, and maybe get hooked onto new my new thing. But when you're looking at a games of service type of game, this is a game that wants to loop you into its cycle and get you playing. It wants it to be wants to keep you into into its ecosystem it literally wants it to be the only game you play and i reached that point with these games that's why it's so hard for me to play destiny at certain points because new apex things are happening new sea of thieves things are happening you know when you've got you've got several seasons to keep up on these games it is almost impossible to keep up with all of them at once unless you're a streamer and if you're a streamer you're probably only doing you're only dedicating to one because that's what your audience wants you to do you know it's it's definitely hard and it's uh Destiny has its whole other problems. Like, I could have, like, a whole episode of me just talking about, like, the struggles of getting back into Destiny as a person that played it for a very long time and then did not play it for two years. Because Destiny 2 has been out at this point for five or six years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's been out for a minute. So, Dude, that's the thing that's, like, keeping me from ever really like getting into it at this point is it's just like oh there is so much content that it's like oh i don't think i even you have would access fucking to dig on the lore point. too the lore of destiny and its space magic is so fucking good you sent me a lore video and i i, was, I think I, I was telling you about this where it's just like i feel like i need like a 15 minute primer video that explains the basics of the lore before I can go into this deep dive lore video. I I feel like I just need to give you a like the basics rundown of show you like okay these are the cabal this is their whole deal these are the elixni also known as the fallen these are their whole deal these are yeah they're the hive it, you know because <laughs> it used to be like stuff you would talk about with destiny and it's just like I I I picked up on some of that and I kind of got it from there. But now you don't talk about the same stuff when you talk about Destiny anymore. It's just like, oh, 
okay, I guess Mithrix or whatever isn't uh, as important, or... Uh... Mithrix is actually uh, a big part of the current seasonal story. But it's just, it's just very funny just being like, oh, even from what I vaguely knew from just just secondhand information, it seems like that's not even relevant anymore. Well, that's because that was years ago, and I killed those. We killed those bosses. There's new bosses, and that is a living game, and that's what's so cool. Is you know something that even you know somebody like you, you and I, who used to be roommates, and while Destiny One was out, you saw me during my peak of Destiny One playtime when I was playing that job like it was my second, playing that game like it was my second job. Yeah. But, you should watch hours of, of Destiny videos at work. Well, I mean, hey, you have to know how to do certain raid encounters, right? And, you know, Destiny Yeah, so you two, can play... De- you have to watch hours of Destiny at work so you can play Destiny when you get home. Destiny 2 was a really rough spot for them to really get themselves into. And they have, like... They are at the point, too, where they have said, like, they don't want to do it ever do that again they don't want to do a destiny 3 they want to completely keep supporting destiny 2 and they have done things to destiny 2 since it has come out like improving the game engine improving the graphics and doing all these like minor tweaks minor updates where it's like you know that's why they're really that's why that monetization you know exists in there and I will yeah, say keep, Bungie keep... also does do a lot of really good things as far as fundraising and things like that. They will put out emotes and emblems that are like really sick and dope that are just like go support this specific charity. Like they had one specific charity emblem or uh, emote that was a your guardian summons a spectral dog that you like play with and pet. And that dog was specifically modeled after a, uh, there was this kid and he had a make a wish and he wanted his wish to be for them to put his dog into destiny because his dog had helped him through a lot of his treatments and things like that. So Bungie went and they got pictures of the dog and did that whole thing and his dog's in destiny and tells the story of artemis you know it's cool stuff that's really nice but and same with sea of thieves sea of thieves i have a few different uh ship sets that or ship sales or whatever that were because they supported different charities and fundraising things you know um it's cool when companies also implement that sort of aspect into their premium stores, you know, when they use it not to just get a little uh, cash for themselves. <laughs> but uh, You not not do like a full fucking like uh Rockstar. Sure, right. Or it's just like just like just just fucking buy shark cards. Just fucking buy them. But yeah, uh Living games are cool. It sucks when you have to pay so much for them. But even at that, you know, the hun- at this point, hundreds of dollars that I have spent on maintaining being up to date on Destiny content. Whether I played some of the seasons that I paid for or even though I did not pay- 
play some of the seasons that I paid for and whatnot, the amount of hours that I have put into that game, it is like cents on the hour, you know, per entertainment. <laughs> so, it kind of evens out in my eyes for that whole thing, and it just, uh, it sucks when you really want to play more than one of them, man. I tell you what, it really stinks. I, I know the similar feeling of just trying to split your time between several games. Or even just, like, games or, or games or shows and books and comics and shit where it's just like, okay... If like, I couldn't I be, imagine being somebody that's, like, a games journalist and then also wanting to maintain a Destiny hobby. It's like... Dude, uh, that's the thing that throws no me way. off, like... About Jacob listening from Funhouse? Like, well, Jacob from Funhouse uh, just has a girlfriend and a cat that he has to worry about keeping happy. But I think more about, like, fucking, uh, like, Griffin McElroy... Uh, from the besties and stuff. He started playing Destiny like... a lot more casually, and I don't think he has kept up with the Witch Queen. Uh, like the Witch Queen is the most current expansion that had come out, and but yeah, two of the he was... four seasons have passed. And I, if he's still playing, man, the these these latest seasons have been pretty cool. It's just like I can't imagine. Doing that and also having like I tell you what and... he would be playing a lot more Destiny two if it worked on the Steam Deck without its anti cheat fucking triggering you and wanting to ban you. Probably, probably, but he's got other games to play on the Steam Deck. You hear that, Bungie? Get that sorted out. Well, it's not Bungie's fault. It's, oh, I guess it is Bungie's fault for not being uh, nicey nice with Linux. It's Battle fault. It's their anti-cheat. But I... It's I Steam's mean, fault for fucking... You'd rather like, yeah, we're gonna the go. We're gonna go with Linux. Yeah. It is crazy to be like, yeah, Linux. Yeah, the Steam Deck is, is Linux. Like, oh. Okay, I guess I technically own a Linux gaming laptop, tablet thing i hate you i won't <laughs> you just pre-order it dude yeah or i guess yeah. you're trying to save up for a for a pc i probably i probably do the pc before the steam deck honestly yeah exactly then i wouldn't have to be recording this with you through a xbox <laughs> through an xbox and a cell phone it's a very jerry-rigged system we have right now you know it the hey, Skype calls through person, Xbox, but never know. if everything works out okay, the final audio should be recorded through your phone, which will be a uh, higher quality than uh, just the Skype call. Yeah, it should work out fine. I'm, 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 I'm thinking it'll. Well, we'll see. Yeah, as long as uh, as as well, the Google Drive hasn't changed its uh, how it functions. Since the last time we did this, it should be okay. Word. So you've been playing Destiny 
and Apex a little bit, and I've been playing Destiny, Sea of Thieves a little bit. I've almost but mainly ex- Destiny. I've almost exclusively been playing Destiny. Like, uh, I have been doing a little bit of cooldown. Uh, I the Game Pass games that they added. Um, there's one that's called Despots Games. Or something like that. It is a uh, uh, interesting roguelite uh, auto battler. Uh, I recommended it to you earlier. You will check it out, and I think you will very much enjoy it. That is a game that would be pretty cool on handheld. Then the other game that I was kind of playing a little bit uh, was Nino Kuni, uh, the first one, the one with the White Witch and that yeah, it just came out on uh, game pass too right yeah that was also on game pass but main reason i'm playing that is because that's like the uh easiest access i have to a level five game and dark cloud dark cloud 2 are like my favorite games of all time that is developed by level five and these are semi-similar in style Dark Cloud. Oh no, I'm thinking of Harvest Moon. Never mind. Dark uh, Cloud had the had all the crafting stuff. Dark Cloud had uh, Dark Cloud Two did have like a crafting thing where you would take pictures of certain I- items and environments, and it would like your character was an inventor, <laughs> so by taking the pictures, it would give you ideas for inventions. That was a cool mechanic, actually. I wish I uh, I played a I played. A bit. I, pl- I probably played like 10 Dark Cloud 2 was so fucking wild with how many different things they stuffed into it because it kept in the original thing from the first game that uh, like sparked my just like fascination in video games and things like that where you could level up your weapon with different materials and depending on the materials you leveled up your weapon with that would increase its damage to certain types of monsters but it would also allow your weapon to turn into different weapons and they had like different trees and paths that you could take to get your weapon and if you took the right weapon, it evolved path, it you could get like there was two like uh, in the first game, there was two swords that were like the end game swords, and one was like the heaven something, and the other one was the dark cloud. But uh, in the second game, you had your wrench, and like when you first upgrade your wrench, it turns into like a drill wrench, and then like you keep upgrading it, and then all of a sudden it's doing like crazy fucking damage and stuff. Oh, I actually wouldn't mind if they remade those games. Dude. I think I could. <laughs> I think they're available on uh They're probably on available through PlayStation's new subscription model that gives you access to the PS2 games. I think you can just buy them for 20 bucks. Oh yeah, I definitely had purchased them on my PlayStation account. I it uh but yeah, super solid games. Absolute uh classics. Um the second game and the, also it, had a mechanic where after you cleared one of the dungeon levels, 
it would have a. Golf I was just about to say it was a dungeon now. crawler. Yeah. No. Oh, it, oh my god. Okay, I thought I was going crazy. Then I'm just like, did that game have a? Did that have a golf mini game? It had a golf. Like, oh yeah, at the end of every fucking dungeon. dungeon, you would do a golf mini game, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that is cool. That is cool, right? <laughs> kind of make me want to pick it up dude oh if you if you start playing through dark cloud 2 like i so it is one of those games where there's a lot of text boxy things that you gotta kind of click through if you don't really care about the story and whatnot and getting through this and that and like they're gonna make you run from this point to that point to go do the things wasn't there an evil clown i remember yes the, yes, the yes, part yes, i yeah. was playing there's also had, a train uh, a lot to do with a festival going on yeah yeah, yeah i got yeah, to the yeah. train it, it's right in the beginning so getting past the train is like getting out of the first town and like to me getting past the tutorial of the game don't you love it when you play a game for 10 hours and then you find like and now yeah yeah and now you play the game (laughs) nino cooney has that same kind of vibe where i feel like i've put in a a good like five hours into it and i'm like just past the tutorial (laughs) I feel like I still didn't get past the tutorial in fucking uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. I did not get very I never gave game, Kingdom Hearts dude. 3 a chance, which is a shame. I I played it a bunch or I played it I, pl- I probably I played a couple levels of it. I I think I got through the tangled level and then I was doing the frozen level. That specific and... type of gameplay just doesn't really scratch an itch for me anymore. That was the thing about it is it it still played a lot more like a PS2 game than I would have liked. Huh. Also, yeah. apparently, Dream Drop Distance was very, very, very important for the story. It was literally the prequel to 3. It's was like... it? I played it. Yeah, Dream Drop Distance happens immediately before 3. Or some shit like that. Like, very close to I played through a decent amount of that, I thought, at least. (laughs) Oh, it also introduces the fact that Organization 13 isn't the bad guys anymore, but the new bad guys are now just a bunch of fucking time travel clones of Xehanort. Neat. Yeah. That story yeah. is not crazy. And oh yeah, Dream Dot Distance also just introduced time travel, which is a cool thing that the DS game or the 3DS game just introduced. Oh, I mean, come on, the fucking Birth by Sleep was a PSP game that was like one of the most important games to like the actual beginning of the story. All the fu- one of the one of the goddamn games that's super important to the early story was a browser exclusive game that's not available anymore, and you can only see it as a like movie on one of the um one of the remasters. They went absolutely wild with the handheld games, dude, because like none of the handheld games yeah. were able to be what it should have been until Dream Drop Distance. And it's like. That's the problem with playing, like, the remastered PSP ones, where playing this on a TV, it feels so barren. It feels like you're just in this 
barren world with no oh, one in it, hardly any. Playing Dream Drop Distance on the original cons or on the 3DS is cool though because you can do ultra hard mode and turn the 3D on. <laughs> uh, like that's it's so funny that that it's just like defeats you. Like it never really gave me a headache. It's just like. It was never. If it you was like it impressive as long as you wanted to play a game for it was. <laughs> yeah, it was the thing. The I think the biggest thing about the 3D function was like its biggest hindrance was that every game had to be playable without it because like they didn't want like ever since um. The Virtual Boy. Nintendo's been very, very careful about it. It's just like, oh, we don't really want to, uh, like, destroy children's eyeballs. Yeah. So we're going to put a lot of warnings about, like, kids under eight shouldn't use this at all. That's good, though. And, so, and then like, they it... eventually made the 2DS. Yeah. But the 3D gimmick, I, I honestly think the 3D gimmick is just what extended the DS's life, the, life, the lifespan of the DS. Oh my god, you know what I wish they would have integrated into the Switch? What? Street Pass. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I wish they would have integrated into the Switch. But like... That's a lot of social stuff. The minigames with Street Pass were so fucking good. And like... I still check them every time I turn on my my 3DS. Dude, exactly. That's, like, the thing where it's, like, it's so... You're not supporting your handheld, your DS, like, anymore. You know, your Pokemon games are coming out for Switch and everything like that. That was your main, like... Yeah, Switch is the new handheld. For content. Like, Switch is your new handheld. Why didn't you promote that thing to make people fucking carry it with them more they carry their switch with them more they're gonna fucking break it you're gonna sell even more of those goddamn things that already sell so good i suppose i suppose the 3ds super sturdy well like street pass on a Switch? Dude, I'd have my Switch with me everywhere, all the time. That's... I feel like that's more difficult with the Switch, as opposed to the... I feel like the the 3DS had a, um... a standby mode that, um... conserved a lot less power than, like, the switch would yeah absolutely like i'm that that's definitely an issue with it right is like that is going to drain the fuck out of your battery and everything like that but oh well (laughs) that's why you carry the charger with you too yeah it would be nice if they kept supporting that social stuff that was always nice going on a trip and then being like, or like going to a con or something, and then just being like, oh, gotta go, gotta clear my street pass stuff so I can get some more. I mean, just being it, like, oh, I hope someone, I hope someone from out of the country is here. Going from somebody that lived in, you know, 
the town that we went to high school in that had like yeah fucking 12,000 basically people, bum you know? fuck hey now i went to the town i went to elementary school in was 3000 people in it so okay, not not bum necessarily bumfuck but not like <laughs> right. but not like we a did major live metropolitan in a more suburban uh rural area right yeah. uh moving from somewhere like that and like your street pass is like a dead function right it doesn't really do anything yeah. unless you're like going to high school and the other nerds had their shit and i don't think that really ever happened for us like yeah i don't think street pass was a thing while we were in high school yeah we might have aged out right before that but um we were all we were all nerds playing fucking pokemon on our ds's yeah for sure but we were we were we were in picto chat but like when we were living near San Francisco and we would take like the train to go up to the city, the amount of street pass yeah. you'd have to be clearing that motherfucker every train stop, my guy. Yeah. That was awesome. I miss or that. like that was great. When we went to I got so like, many the PlayStation Expo and like you get all those different people and stuff like that that you're tagging with. It was interesting for me taking the train because uh, since I would work on this in the city on specific days, there's definitely people that I would keep on tagging with because they would be on the same commute as me, and I'd be like, I wonder which. Of I those had a couple people, people like that is. too. <laughs> like, who is this that I keep tagging with? <laughs> you know, and you don't know if it's like that's a thing necessarily. Even somebody that got on your train or somebody that was outside the stop waiting for the next train or something like that. You know. I wish we had uh, more shifts at the at the shop in San Francisco. I don't. I didn't enjoy it very much. Yeah, there were some fucking crazy people. I major metropolitan cities are not not it for me. I like I, I like being in them for a day. I uh, I would fucking have panic attacks if I had to live there. Yeah, I the proximity I have right now, like living right between Chicago and Milwaukee, like I feel like the city that I live in is a fair enough size to where I don't feel like I'm in complete fucking Hickville, but I could, you know, don't get me wrong, I could drive for fucking probably 30 minutes anyway and reach Hickville. Unless I drive 30 minutes oh, yeah. north and I'm in Milwaukee, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh, I think I, I think I lost you for a second. Oh, no. Am I still there? Yeah, you're there now. Good. But, yeah. Oh, uh, but, yeah, I like, yeah, like, fucking... I get what you mean, where it's just, like, having access to a major metropolitan area is nice, but also being like, okay, and now I get to leave to go home. Right, 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 Good, right. Goodbye, goodbye, traffic. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. But, you know, not having the also same good... types of uh, public transit does kind of suck sometimes, you know. If there was a yeah. train that actually went from Milwaukee to Chicago, like, that'd be insane. That'd be pretty fucking tight. If we had... 
train because because that's the fucking craziest shit where it's just like in other countries that would be like a maybe uh 40 minute light rail or like like fucking what are those the mag maglev train kind of things oh if it was one that was going like a straight shot from there yeah yeah, if, if we or, or not even just a straight shot, but if 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 we prioritized our um, we prioritized passenger trains over commercial trains, um, because that's a big problem with 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 traveling by train in America right now is it's just like usually it's only fucking one train a day that's gonna if you're going from like one big city to another big city it's just like you've got one train. If you miss that, then you got to come back tomorrow, and it can be any of your stops can be overtaken if a commercial train. That's just like, hey, we need say, this track. Yeah, commercial trains do have priority on the tracks as well. So, like, there's a lot of times when you're on a train, you'll be going and you have to pull over to the set. Like, they have to like get on the side tracks for you know. <laughs> you said pulling over to the side, and that just makes me imagine them just derailing the train. <laughs> so fucking. So fucking thing full but of yeah, freight can just pass by. But yeah, the commercial train has priority, so they have to, you know, the passenger train has to wait. And that'll happen, like, six times, maybe, during your, like, train ride during the day. Yeah, or you're whatever. fucking, like, Boston to, Chicago, Boston to Chicago or whatever. I don't even know if that's a, uh, that's a line or not. No, they need to make a new like line that's from like New York to Chicago and the Chicago down to like Dallas or Houston and then from Houston or Dallas over to LA and then LA. It, that's the hard part with with California where it's just like is it LA? Is it San Diego or is it San Francisco? Which which the the you put it down at the bottom and then L- it, like yeah, California be... already has enough rails set up that go <laughs> all the way up the fucking coast and shit. Yeah, it'd probably be it'd be L.A. San Diego probably. So. But I mean, somewhere, then somewhere once you have there. that kind of thing set up, you could start working to like extend your Chicago rail up to Milwaukee, extend it over to like Vegas, get it from like to Vegas up to like Washington or something, you know, Seattle, shit like that. Oh, man. man, then we'd be able to move so much freight. I mean, just it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what that's what would happen if we if we fucking revitalize the the fucking rail system. Then it'd just be like, oh, oh, thank you very much. We will move all of our freight on this now. Yeah. Fuck you, Amtrak. Now that we're talking about commercial railroads, though, I think that's our sign that we are ready to wrap it up. Really? Are you sure that this completely has to do with video games? The new. I mean, uh, if you want to talk about railroad simulator, we can we can talk about other stuff though. I mean, honestly, we did just kind of yammer on about video games. We didn't talk about really what we've been watching too much or anything like that. For me, it's only been like a couple different anime series that have been coming out this season. But uh, yeah, I've just that, been and, and the thing anything. I've been watching a lot lately is Attack uh, on Titan. And it's just like I don't really want to do a bunch of big spoilers for that because I will also 
kind of want you to watch it. I have to give you my Crunchyroll login because I want you to watch some isekais. <laughs> what are those? Those aren't... That's not a sex one, is it? No, isekai means, like, uh, another world. It's, like, anything okay. that's, like, transported to another world. Because uh, those are generally, like, a genre of anime that I'm a slut for because it combines like my favorite elements of like hey this is like a fantasy genre and then it goes hey this also has like leveling systems that are similar to a video game so it makes it like easy for you to understand and relate to that way (laughs) and when I say sometimes Uh... like a video game it literally this was a video game and now this person is in that video Uh, it's not a dream that I've ever had. Right, it, exactly. It's that 13-year-old boy fantasy, right? And it, and that's like, a lot of isekai animes tend to also get kind of categorized into like a harem vibe because it'll be like, oh, the main, prota- the main character, the protagonist is a boy, and then every single companion he picks up is a attractive girl that like... Is fallen fits a different role of like just that. like oh this the, which yeah, waifu you know, do like, you want i depending on how heavy those vibes are in the show will weight it whether or not i want to continue watching the show <laughs> like sometimes i'm like all right this is gross i don't like this and then sometimes it's like eh, it's only sometimes and it's mostly comedic value i'm okay with it I was just worried that Isekai was like those reverse harem shows. No, that's like, oh, reverse harem. Because no, there about is that. one that's like a reverse harem that I think I. No, 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 no. There's uh there's one where a guy gets transported into a dating sim, and that one is actually a really fun watch. Uh, but yeah, I've just been watching a lot of uh, Attack on Titan lately. And then um, playing the uh, the Steam Deck, playing Cyberpunk on that, because I put in my pre-order last October, and then a couple months ago got the email. It's just like, hey, it's ready. That's rad that the that Cyberpunk runs well on it, though. Yeah, yeah, it's like. The the biggest thing I I think the that the the switch showed me is it's just like yeah having a smaller screen definitely means you don't need to have as crazy high definition for something to look good. It's already a pretty compressed yep. image, so it's like absolutely. That's why I love watching game clips that I take on my Xbox. I love watching those on my phone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it looks. And then that kind of compression on the uh, pixels and everything like that—it just like, oh, it looks so crispy, it looks so clean, it looks so nice. Um, but yeah, no, the Steam Deck's been real fun. It's kind of um, I was in a rut where I wasn't playing much games uh before I got it, and like like the the biggest game I played before that was um, uh, Cult of the Lamb. I was actually going to ask was... if you had played that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's real fun. Um, 
I I beat it, and then I kind of was just like, okay, that was that was fun. I'm, but I, I'm also done with this. Now. I was tempted to try it. It definitely seemed like one that I would, uh, you know, kind of play for probably ten hours and then fall off of pretty quick. But I told myself that the next roguelite that I would actually spend money to purchase would be Rogue Legacy Two. Yeah, yeah, I've heard good, real good things about Rogue Legacy. I don't too. know if that's like on the, the Switch, one. but I think I was waiting for it to come to Switch. Yeah, I don't think it's on the Switch yet. I'm not even sure if it's on like PlayStation yet. I think it might be a, a uh, Xbox PC exclusive. Shucks, man. Well, why isn't it on Game Pass then? Um, I don't know. I could I couldn't tell you. Uh, but other than that, I've been watching. Um, was it uh She Hulk? That hasn't been bad. Been uh, been digging on that. It's been pretty funny. Uh, fucking <laughs> a lot. Or I I wouldn't say a lot, but the the loudest people online seem to be upset about it for varying reasons. Ooh, yeah, people are trash. That's probably the reasons. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, She-Hulk would never twerk. And it's just like, oh, yeah. What about the time they had She-Hulk naked jump roping? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, there's been other... It's Actually, there's been a lot of big shows that have been coming out that I've just been kind of not interested in. Uh, whether it's been the new Game of Thrones uh, spinoff or the um, Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. Or uh, oh, there's one other one. I can't even remember it. Oh, the new Star Wars show. Um, what was it? Andor. I've just been fucking burnt out on Star Wars, I think. That... that... Like, looking back on that season of, um, Boba Fett, it was, like, just okay. And then thinking back on the fucking season of, um, Obi-Wan, where it's just like, this is okay, but I don't really think this was a necessary story. So yeah, I've just been uh been burnt out on uh on on Star Wars lately. I'll probably watch it at some point, but I'm not going to bother watching it week to week. That's my thing is like with Star Wars content, I just I I never was able to get into the original movies like all the way and with that I always felt fatigue from the Skywalker story. So anything having to do with that original stuff, that's why the Mandalorian really in the beginning bits of it 
not much having to do with any of the Skywalker shit really appealed to me. It was a good story for stuff that was going on that, you know, sure, you would see characters that you recognize from the original stuff, but (coughs) they weren't the main focus. Yeah, it was it was a story set in the world of Star Wars, but not necessarily ha- not necessarily revolving around the big three. So not necessarily revolving around Luke, Leia, or Han. Or Vader. I feel like Well, this is after Vader, yeah, so yeah, they don't have to focus on Vader at all. Um, but I think they fucking did a disservice to the Boba Fett show by having fucking two episodes of it basically be episodes of The Mandalorian. Was it that only kind of two episodes? Yeah, it was, it was like it was like well, an, an episode there was a half one episode that like the one episode that straight up didn't have Boba in it like at all and was straight up a Mandalorian episode. But I yeah, then like the next episode, like, that, half of it... After they brought Mando into the fold, I feel like the rest of that was just like, oh yeah, this wasn't really a season of Boba Fett. This was just like a uh, prelude to fucking Boba prequel Fett that has uh, finishes with uh, Mandalorian season 1.5. Yeah. I'm excited for the new season of Mandalore. Or I, 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 yeah, I'm not. I'm, I hope it's good. When is um, that? At some point, I think. Uh, this holiday or sometime early next year. Oh, something that's uh, <clears throat> trailer came out for recently that I probably actually will cut out time to watch is the Last of Us series. Oh yeah, I watched that trailer. Uh, I'm probably not going to watch that show. Um, just because I have no real uh, attachment to that to that property. I never played the game. I watched somebody and play a little the... bit of the game, but I never really played the franchise either. But I'd, uh, I think it would be an in- interesting enough series to watch. Especially <laughs> not knowing you know, twists that are established in the game that might show up in the show. I know too many of the twists in the game. I know the bit, I, I know the ending of the, I watched somebody literally play the, like, last encounter of the first game, so I watched them watch the last cutscene. Yeah, you watched the, 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 fight, the Firefly Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. So... And then I've heard that. all the, f- and then there's the stuff about uh, oh, I was gonna make something up, but I couldn't think of anything good. Um, well, I think, I think we could probably call it an episode here. Yeah, for sure. I almost pissed myself a few minutes ago. I had to sneak off and pee while you're talking about Star Wars. That's why you weren't responding. I had a little bit of less yes and uh-huhs, yeah, because uh, yeah. it was Tinkletown. Yeah, that's why. That's why I couldn't hear you. Uh, it sounded like I was uh, 
But yeah, I was just rambling about Star Wars, honestly. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess this will uh, this will wrap it up for us. You know, man, I really do enjoy talking to you. We should uh, do it more than once every two years. Yes. Yeah, I was looking at this the last time we recorded. One of these was, yeah, about two years ago. And, uh, yeah, if you ever just need somebody to fill some dead air, I will uh, talk to you about the uh, hard time of being a old light guardian and getting back into new destiny after they change all the different systems. Oh, yeah, no, dude, I would... Uh... I'd love an episode where someone, similar to this, where someone just talks at me uh, a bunch of lore and I don't have to prepare much. <laughs> those are my fa- those are my favorite because it's usually the opposite, where if there's any preparation that has to be done, uh, it's on your end. I usually, yeah, and it's, it's just because it's just like, well, it was my idea. I can't just be like, hey, Yankee, go do this thing I thought of. Right. It's like no, I I thought I thought of I thought of this dumb joke. I, I might as well commit to it. Well, on that note, I'm gonna go play more Destiny, so you can join me in my Xbox party if you'd like. All right, I, I'm probably gonna go eat dinner because it's All right. almost dinner time. Bye, everybody. Bye, pizza. Swamp Things I Hate About You is now available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, only dumb kids dream.